Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the Kettlecast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast, we're talking about the Hawks' 99-94 win over the Los Angeles Lakers. John Collins has a monster game, and as the Hawks start their eight-game road trip, they're able to get a win on game one and stretch their winning streak to eight. Without further ado, let's get into it. The win streak is at eight. I guess you have to now call them the Hawks because of how many W's are in their name right now. But Atlanta is rolling, and they kept the train rolling against the Los Angeles Lakers. Of course, the Lakers did not have Anthony Davis. The Hawks were without DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, and Chris Dunn. They did get Clint Capella and Anika Kongwu back, and... The Hawks went in and had a wonderful first quarter. They outscored the Lakers 28-25. to um, And then kind of the biggest moment of the game, I would say, the Los Angeles Lakers lost LeBron James in the second quarter. LeBron played 10 minutes in this game. He still got to 10 points. But he had, it was a really wild play where he was being guarded by Solomon Hill. Solomon was playing pretty good defense. And uh, Solomon got into LeBron's knees and rolled up pretty it looked pretty bad um on the replay i don't know why they continue to show multiple replays when guys get injured like that and lebron james unfortunately was unable to come back into this game um the hawks despite that the lakers were able to have a really nice second quarter and go into halftime with the lead of 52 to 53 they were leading the hawks 53 to 52 what happened in the third quarter kind of really showed how much this uh Lakers teams needs LeBron James, especially when they don't have Anthony Davis. The Lakers did not score in the first six minutes of the third quarter. Some of that was very good Hawks defense, and the Hawks did a very good job of controlling the boards against the Lakers. But also some of that was just not getting any real playmaking from that first unit after LeBron James was out. The best player for the Lakers all night was Montrezl Harrell, and Montrezl Harrell plays in the second unit. Harrell finished the game with 23 points on 10 of 13 shooting, 3 of 4 from the free throw line. He had 11 rebounds and one block, but he comes in as an energy guy off the bench, and the Lakers really didn't have anyone in that first group that could get them going in the third quarter. The Hawks took advantage of that. They started the quarter with a 12-0 run and were able to use that to outscore the Lakers 22-12 in that third quarter. And then the Hawks were able to hold on in the fourth quarter um, and ultimately get the get the win at 99-94. But it was just – it was nice to see the Hawks come out and make the first punch. That first quarter was really nice. It, it showed the best of Kevin Herter, who hit back-to-back threes in the first quarter and had eight points in the first quarter. Um, John Collins got his just amazing night started. John was in double digits, and he was the only Hawks player in double digits in the first half. Um, John would go on just to have a monster night. He was 11 of 15 from the field, 1 of 2 from three-point land, uh, 2 of 4 on his free throws, 27 points, 16 rebounds, 5 of those offensive, 3 steals, 3 blocks, only 2 fouls. Uh, If you're getting that sort of contribution from John Collins, especially if he's not getting into foul trouble, he can be out there on the court. And really, him and Capella controlled the paint. Um, The Hawks would outscore the Lakers in the paint, 46 to 40. And that's included. I mean, Montrezl Harrell was really the only big threat for the Lakers. Um, Dennis Schroeder is a great at attacking the rim. Um, and Kyle Kuzma can sometimes do that, but 
really the Hawks did a wonderful job kind of protecting the paint, and uh, it really allowed uh, John Collins to have a great night on the other side where he was just kind of getting wherever he wanted. Um, Clint Capella did not have his best night shooting the ball. He was 4 of 16, finished with 8 points. He had 16 rebounds, 6 of those offensive. Um, and a lot of those offensive rebounds, he misses his first shot and he gets it back. And a lot of a lot of the time in this game, uh, those rebounds were then finding their way to John Collins, who was then punish, putting it up for a dunk or a lay-in. It was really good to see John Collins continue to have a just great play and his and Trey Young's connection is is just you know in full effect right now at the end of the game uh it looks like the Lakers were making a little bit of put of a push and with about 120 to go the Hawks had stretched the lead all the way out to 10 the Hawks came down they missed a shot Trey Young somehow got the rebound and he threw a beautiful no look pass to John Collins who was all by himself under the basket for two that put the Hawks up 97 to 87 and kind of was the like last straw that broke the uh, Lakers back. But um, really good to see those two continue to play well together. Trey didn't have a good night shooting the ball, especially from three. He missed all seven of the three pointers he attempted. He was six of eight from the field. He had his floater working really well and was able to attack the paint that way. He did get 11 assists. He had a steal and he only had two turnovers. Trey didn't get his first bucket until the second quarter. He wasn't really looking to attack himself. He was letting his teammates get in the flow and so it was nice to see Trey again be able to take a step back get his teammates involved and also not have a huge turnover night Um, it's really hard for the Hawks to win when they turn the ball over over 15 times over 12 times and they only turned it over eight times against this Lakers team and some of that is not having LeBron James in the second half but the Hawks did a much better job protecting the ball this was a game where neither team shot the ball particularly well the Hawks were f- shot 40% from the field. They did shoot 35% from three, while the Lakers shot 42% from the field. Um, and the Hawks got 17 more shot attempts up than the Lakers did. They were just dominating the boards. The final rebound count doesn't fully show that. 49, the Hawks were out-rebounded, actually 49-52. to 52. But a lot of the rebounds that the Hawks were getting were offensive rebounds where they out-rebounded the Lakers there 16-13. to 13. The Hawks also just did a good job passing the ball. They had got to 26 assists. Um, it was a little bit of a group effort. Kind of Trey had the most of the assists at 11, but Rajon Rondo was leading the second unit, had five assists. Um, Danilo Gallinari had three assists. Bogdan Bogdanovic had three assists. Uh, Kevin Herter only had one assist, but Clint Capella had two assists. It was just up and down the Hawks roster were people with multiple assists, and um, the ball was really moving and did a good job to find John Collins, who was just having a monster night. The second unit uh, did enough to keep the Hawks in the game to, uh, while the first unit rested. They were outscored 39-52, to 52, but a lot of that is because the Lakers had to go to their bench when LeBron James was out. None of the starters – for the Lakers really showed out. Um, Dennis Schroeder was all right. He had 16.7 rebounds, four assists, but he had six turnovers. And then Markeith Morris had 12 points and six rebounds, but they didn't get any huge performances from anyone else. The only other people who had more than nine points were, uh, or who had nine or more points was Wes Matthews and Tyler Horton Tucker. Um, for the Hawks, you know, some of these other guys, 
just let John Collins, Trey Young um, get do what they do. Danilo and Bogdan Bogdanovich lifted the second unit on the scoring front. Um, Gallinari was 6 of 12 from the field, hit four threes, had 18 points, and those three assists I talked about earlier. He also had one block, and it seems like each time I'm looking at the box score after these games, Danilo has been able to get a block or two, and it's just another reminder of just his big body and how that helps on not only shooting three-pointers over smaller defenders, but he's able to get blocks on guys that kind of challenge him and try to go by him. Uh, Bogdan didn't have his best shooting night since he's been back, but he was effective. Four of ten from the field, had two threes, three assists, a steal, and a block. And then Solomon Hill had a very Tony Snell-like uh, line. He had, it was three of seven from the field, all seven of his attempts coming from behind the three-point line, and he was uh, had nine points and one steal. Um, none of while Kongwu and Knight both played, they didn't put up any meaningful stats. And um, again, it was good to see the Hawks start this. Uh, eight-game road trip off on the right foot. A lot of these games they've won on the seven-game win streak have been against teams that are not at full strength. The Hawks aren't at full strength either, but a lot of these wins on the seven-game and now eight-game win streak have come against teams that aren't at full strength or playing below 500 and things like that. And so getting to go up against some of the West best teams in this West Coast swing will really challenge the Hawks and get to see where they are. They now push themselves up to 22-20. and 20. They're now in sole possession of fourth in the East, and it'll be interesting to see what they do now that they have the Clippers coming up. Their next game is Monday night at 10 against the Los Angeles Clippers, and it'll be another challenge for the Hawks. Um, there hasn't been any update on DeAndre Hunter and Chris Dunn. They're both traveling with the Hawks, so possibly we could see them suit up and play at some point. Um, but... Right now, the Hawks continue just to take it one game at a time. And really, again, what Nate McMillan continues to hammer on is they got to trust their defense and then keep taking this one at a time. You can't get all eight wins on this road trip in, at one in, on one night. You have to take it one game at a time, and the Hawks have done a really good job of just doing that. Uh, some of the most encouraging parts of this win, winning streak is just the camaraderie amongst the guys and the joy w in which they're playing with. And so hopefully they're able to keep that up. But the Hawks go into Staples Center once again to play the Clippers. They're going to be looking to stretch an eight-game win streak into a nine-game win streak. And the Kettlecast will be here to wrap up that game after that. Go Hawks. Thank you for catching this episode of the Kettlecast. You can reach me at kettlecast.gmail.com. Go Hawks.